Thank you, Natalie. Yeah, as Natalie mentioned, this is our last Sunday of Lost in Translation. Some of you are like, yes. I was talking to my uh, father-in-law who watches online last night, and he says, or uh, stepfather, and he said, um, yeah, you guys lost me a couple of times through the series. I'm like, that's okay. We're, we're really just, the intention was to do a deeper dive of really understanding this incredible and amazing gift that God has given us in his word, the, the revealed scriptures, uh, that we would learn uh, how to, to be a people of the book how we would be able to uh, read and study and understand, how we would be able to meditate on the word of God and allow it to be the, the final authority in our lives, that it would be the main source of God's fresh spoken word filling us anew. This last Sunday, we're gonna do something very different. Uh, we've really been leaning in on um, how to study and understand, to a certain degree, dissect, learning inductive Bible study, learning some key questions to ask. Well, this morning we wanna model a different way of approaching the scriptures. In fact, this way is, is a very ancient way. It, it, it started probably in the third and fourth century, um, which is a long time ago. And that the, and, and the church has really been looking at this, uh, at the scripture through this lens. There's somewhat of a, a developed uh, way of, of meditating on scripture. But before I talk about the details on that, I wanna share a few words about this word meditation. A number of years ago, I used meditation and I had a, a couple ask for an appointment with me and they came into my office and they said, uh, we are really uncomfortable with you using the word meditation from the pulpit. And they had some uh, materials with them and they were saying, yes, so in New Age, there's transcendental meditation, there's people, uh, even Christians across the country that are, are practicing transcendental meditation, also in, from uh, really Eastern religions or Eastern mysticism, there's a, a way of meditating that's more Buddhist and, and so forth. And so, I would say, I understand your concern. Yes, I do believe that just because something spiritual doesn't make it good, that according to scripture, there is spiritual darkness in the world. In fact, I've walked with a number of people who are wrestling with spiritual darkness, things that are not of God, demonic activity in their lives. And I believe that there are things like transcendental meditation or Eastern meditation that can open your life up to uh, the, the powers of darkness. And I do not want to encourage that at all. In fact, if you're engaged in any of that practice, I, I want you to hear from the pulpit, you are playing with fire. Really. Right? Not good fire, not Holy Spirit fire. You're playing with bad fire. 
Because we do believe that there are uh, spiritual dark powers that are looking for avenues into the lives of people. So I get that and I understand that. However, I am unwilling to not use meditation from the pulpit. One, it's been used to meditate on scripture has been practiced by the church, like I said, for, for, for hundreds, hundreds of years, over 1,500 years. And then probably primarily I'm unwilling to not talk about it is because it's in Scripture. And it's not just meditation. is not just mentioned a couple of times in Scripture. It's really all through Scripture. It's in Scripture a lot. So when we use the word meditation, we're, we're talking about a God-centered meditation. I want you to hear, we have some scriptures, and I just want you to take these scriptures in. For example, the book of Joshua, some of you remember as we walk through the book of Joshua and where they're about to go, the first chapter, they're, they're looking at the promised land, and, and many of you remember when the Lord said through Joshua, be strong and courageous and you will prosper. That's verse 7. Verse 8, right after that, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate it day and night. <laughs> that was a cool echo there, right? All right, meditate on it day and night. Of course, Joshua, the Lord, wasn't an encouraging a transcendental meditation or Easter. They, they were saying, this law is important, right? And you know, we've looked at Deuteronomy. They're, they're saying, put it on your forehead, put it on your arm. Like, you live the scripture, and part of living the scripture, part of being people of the book, is meditating on the promises and the precepts, the decrees all that's in it. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. A promise added in there. Psalm 48, 9. I happen to love this one. Within your temple, O God, we meditate on your unfailing love. Isn't that neat to think about that just the encouragement to you and I, just to spend some time thinking of how incredible and amazing the love and the grace and the mercy of God is. Psalm 77, 12, I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds, talking about the miraculous works that uh, have served by God, the people of God, that they remember the, when the Red Sea parted and all those moments, they meditate on the mighty deeds of God as we should. Psalm 119, we, we could have, I, I actually thought about doing Lost in Translation and just walking through the whole series, Psalm 119. It's all about the word of God and the, the love of God. Just listen to some of these. Uh, I met, uh, verse 15, 16. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. 
verses 97 through 99. Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands are always with me and make me wiser than my enemies. I have more insight than all my teachers, for I meditate on your statutes. Verses 148. My eyes stay open through the watches of the night. What do you do in the watches of the night, in the middle of the night? Some of us sleep, some of us. May I meditate on your promises. Hear my voice in accordance with your love. Preserve my life, Lord, according to your laws. And then finally, Psalm 143, 5 and 6. I remember the days long ago. I meditate on all your works. The psalmist is talking about creation and Pike's Peak and all of these wonderful things of God. He says, um, and all your works and consider what your hands have done. I spread out my hands to you. I thirst for you like a parched land. A, a beautiful picture of the psalmist standing with hands wide open and meditating on the works of God, the, the unconditional love of God, the, the scriptures of God, entering God's presence. I would say it's, it's safe to say that God-centered, scripture-centered meditation has been a part of the lives of God's children throughout the history that we can meditate on his unfailing love and miraculous works and creation and precepts and statutes and laws and, and promises, not to mention the benefits that are promised in this, that, that we would be, like Joshua said, prosperous, that it would lead to our own prosperity, that, that uh, we would learn to live right, that we would flourish, that we would be wiser than our enemies and have more insight than our teachers. Would you like to be wiser than your enemies? And have more insight than your teachers? All right. Then let's meditate on the word of God. So we're going to actually meditate on this, this passage of scripture. We're going to do Psalm 1 and we're going to teach you. There's a, a form called Lexio Divina. But again, I want you to read this passage with me before we turn to Psalm 1. There's a famous passage in Hebrews. Hebrews 4.12. And I like to think about these, these two passages of Scripture and what's happening when we meditate, especially upon the Word of God. In Hebrews, the author says, the Word of God is alive and active. I know it, living and active. The Word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. The question I have of this passage, how in the world could simply words on the page be living and active? Aren't they just words? On the page. What's the answer? Yes, but how? 
That last week, that's right, right? Remember, I usually just have, it's either Jesus, Holy Spirit, or kingdom, right? If you're going to go with one of the three, there, right? Yes, last week, it brings us to this idea that the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, not only is the author of Scripture, and he, and he watched over, he shepherded, he carried along the inspired author, but then, today, today, he's the inspiration of scripture in a fresh way in our own hearts. These are not dead words on a piece of paper, but as we bring our hearts to the pages of scripture, but really to the Lord, that in some beautiful and amazing and incredible way, the spirit of God fills the scriptures and connects it to our hearts and our minds, and our souls. Here's another uh, passage I want us to think about, 1 Corinthians 2.10. And, and the Apostle Paul is actually talking about a ministry of the Holy Spirit, about something that the Holy Spirit, the way the Holy Spirit works, that only the Holy Spirit can work in our lives. It says, the, deep, uh, the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Now, it is the Spirit of God and how this mystery works. I don't know. Just take in this passage of Scripture. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thought except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. What we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God so that we may understand what God has freely given us. What Paul is saying is just amazing and incredible. He's saying that the Spirit of God knows the heart of God, the thoughts of God, and who God is, and is speaking to us. Remember, he's our counselor, our advocate, our guide, and he's bringing to us fresh truth, fresh revelation, fresh understanding and perspective. He's bringing alive the truth of God in our lives, in our hearts and minds. How, how did they think of these things? I'm just, it's amazing, right? That today, as we open the pages of Scripture in Psalm 1, the Spirit of God who searches and knows the heart of God wants to enter and fill your heart at home, in the sanctuary, and impress upon us a, a truth, an understanding, a conviction, a prayer, and a praise. Pretty amazing? Yeah. All right. So this ancient way that we're going to turn to is called Lexio Divina. It, it simply means um, divine listening. Sacred listening. It is, uh, it's a contemplative, you could say it's a contemplative way 
of reading the scripture, which is a, a different than we're trying to study and ask questions like observation questions, interpretation questions, application questions, right? It's different than that. We're, we're trying to enter in and we're actually going to read the page, the, the psalm four times. So I want to invite Calvin and Karen forward because we're going to read this four times, all right? I want you to get in a comfortable position. And in your bulletin, we just have the kind of the ancient words that have uh, led to the model of, of the scriptures, but also just they all begin with R, so maybe a helpful way of, of understanding this method. It's reading the scriptures, which is really we're going to talk about listening, Lexio, reflecting on the scriptures or meditation on the scriptures, responding to the scriptures or prayer, right? And then resting in the scripture contemplation. And so I'm gonna guide and lead and direct you just ever so gently as we meditate on the scriptures together. Does that sound fun? Neat, exciting. Now, if you want to read Psalm 1 along with us, if that helps you enter into uh, the psalm, great. But if it, if it, whatever would help you enter the scripture, if you just want to listen, you just want to listen, then that's great too, okay? All right, so let's close our eyes. So Holy Spirit, we invite your manifest presence and your voice within us and among us. Lord, we long to hear your voice this morning through the pages of scriptures. Would you remove every other voice, Lord God, in our hearts and our minds? Would you just put a hedge of protection around this place as we seek to read your scripture. I'm going to read it the first time. and just want you to take in and be mindful of what the, the psalm is. And Some would say it's, there's an interior intelligence or an interior work of the spirit within the psalm. You just want to pay attention to what's in the psalm. Be mindful listening. Blessed. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night? That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. 
Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Just kind of rest in those words. Allow any words or phrases that you remember from the psalm to just kind of rest in your mind, be predominant in your mind. going to read it a second time. I just want you to be mindful of any words or phrases that stick out to you most predominantly. Blessed. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff, that the wind blows Away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. and focus in on a word or a phrase that sticks out to you. You choose that. You can write it on your bulletin if you want or just, but just identify that word or phrase. I just want you to take that word or phrase to the Lord. Just ask him why that word or that phrase stuck out to you.
listen to the word a third time. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. It might be related to the word or phrase or maybe to another word or phrase or something else, but would you just take a, be aware of what is rising up within you, a prayer of praise, a prayer of confession, a request a petition. Just be mindful of whatever you feel like the Lord is stirring and raising up in your own heart and mind. And then pray that. Respond in prayer. to read the word of a final time and we're going to just rest in it. We're just going to take it in and rest and many would like, like to just be in silence. Some would, would like to continue a prayer or pray a new prayer. But just however you feel the spirit is stirring, just rest in the psalm. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord 
watches over the ways of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Just rest in the song. Lord, we recognize that that Psalm 1 is full of invitation. Full of invitation to your people so long ago when it was first inspired and spoken and sang and written and prayed. Your invitation to us today that we would not choose the way of the world but we would choose your way. We would not choose the the broken truth of the world, but we would choose your truth and your word. So Lord, help us to be a people who says yes to your invitation to us this morning and the next morning and the next morning every morning, that we would be a people that says yes to you. Amen. The worship team wants to come forward. just wanted to leave you with um, this, this series of Lost in Translation with this Isaiah 59 21 passage. The Lord speaking, as for me, this is my covenant with them and with you, says the Lord. My spirit who is on you will not depart from you. And my words that I have put in your mouth will always be on your lips, on the lips of your children and on the lips of their descendants from this time on and forever, says the Lord. There is a day that every one of us in this room will be gone. And the word is still going to be present in this world, the the truth of God will still be present. Maybe it will be our children and grandchildren 
that will be gathered together and preaching and teaching the word. Someday, I believe that Ukraine will not be in war or under oppression and will once again be their own sovereign nation. I hope it's sometime very soon, but it may be a generation from now. But in that time, the word, the scriptures of God will be true and standing in Ukraine just like they are for us. Can we stand together and respond with worship?